Well, isn't God awesome? I tell you what, if anybody ever gets too much of him, let me know. I'll take the leftover portion. He is an awesome God. You know, he does his best work through the Holy Spirit. I uh, had a two-hour sermon, but music cut me short today. And uh, instead of two offerings, we'll just stick to one. I want to talk a little bit today about the conflict between us and the Holy Spirit in serving God. Paul in Romans, and Romans is an awesome book to read. It covers a lot of areas. It covers the law, helping you to understand when God gave the law to Moses, then people started sinning. Before that, they sinned, but there was no law that forced them to do so, and God dealt with them as individuals. And there was always consequences to anything they did wrong. A sample of that would be Adam in the garden and Eve, his wife, when they disobeyed God's word. There was consequences. Today, the law is still with us. Paul wrote in Romans about one of the Ten Commandments, the covenant Ten Commandments. If people were honest with each other and with themselves, you would see that a lot of our problems start with wanting something that somebody else has. It's almost like an automatic thing. You see someone's, I, I used the two biggest things in our life, a home and a car. The home, this day and time, has gotten so much larger and cost how many dollars? Too many. Cars, the same way. You get out here and you see the cars that's on the roads. Very expensive. And I'm still trying to decide what makes them that way. Because I've got one that's probably, let's see, uh, about seven years old now, and I've got a pickup that's uh, 11 years old, and I see pickups, and I can't see that much difference in my old pickup. It's over 100,000 miles and one that's sitting on a car lot or on a showroom floor, other than the price tag. So the laws of the land, and that is we have to buy one to have one, right? We can't just go talk it, take it away from them, and use it. Well, the and, and worshiping God is that way. We come to a point this morning, beautiful music, beautiful words. Sometimes we just read them on the screen and we fail to recognize what they mean to our lives. And I assure you, the people sitting here this morning are people that wanted to be here this morning. Because if I didn't believe that there was a God, I would not be here. Why would I want to waste my time in somebody I can't see? Would you go hear uh, Johnny Hiccup over here do a speech if you didn't know anything about him? No. So tell me what you know this morning about our Lord 
and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when he was ascended, disciples wanted one of the key things they wanted to know is, well, Lord, when you come back, are you going to set up your kingdom? of Not the heavenly kingdom, but the kingdom of the Jewish people, the Israelites, set up Israel. Why would they ask that? Did they not believe that the purpose of him leaving was the results of the cross, our salvation? If you're here this morning and you don't have a good study Bible at home, get you one. There's a lot of them out there. And find out why Jesus came. And when he came. We had a Bible study here. um, Just finished up the book of Ezekiel. 48 chapters. And I tell you what. Go home. Start reading it for a couple of weeks. Israel was always in trouble. Why? Because God sent a man. He says... God spoke to Ezekiel and said, go and tell them this is going to happen. He would go and tell them it was going to happen, yet they did it anyway. What's the difference in those individuals at that time period, back in the 1400s B.C., before Christ, versus Paul writing Romans In 55 A.D., after Christ came and was crucified, what's the difference? The difference is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here for a purpose, like Christ was. He came to make the supreme sacrifice for my sins. How about yours? And if he's going to make the supreme sacrifice for your sins... Is he not going to do it every day? Right? He sits where? At the right hand of the Father. And what does he do there? Do you know what he does? He intercedes. Right? He's our attorney sitting next to God. And old Marvin Lindsay comes up to the altar and said, Lord, I sinned this week. Please forgive me. I confess my sins. Isn't that what the book says to do? So he turns to the father and says, I've got a case. It's called Lindsay versus sin. And he explains to God the father how I messed up. And he says, but remember, father, I went to the cross for him. My blood covers that sin. Why? Because he came and confessed. Now I have the Holy Spirit living in me daily, right? That's what the scripture says. The law, the purpose of the law was to establish sin. You can't break something that's not the law. And when Moses received the law from God for the people of Israel... Something happened when he got down at the bottom of the hill, the mountain of God. They got broke. 
Was that an indication of what would happen to the Israeli nation as they grew? Was they would have problems breaking the law? They always stayed in trouble. When you read the Old Testament, you wonder, how are they still here? Because God loved them. He said, these are my people. So he set up a law that established the tent, the ark, and how they could go to the priests and receive forgiveness of their sins. And I don't know if when they had their meeting up there, the Holy Spirit and the Father and Jesus one day and said, this is not accomplishing very much. Israel stays in trouble all the time and the grace of God, and he had abundance of grace. They should have been destroyed because every time they turned around, some country at one time, and Ezekiel says six countries occupied Israel's country off and on. They'd come in, do their thing. The Israelites would join right in. If they had idols, Israel, the Jews would get them an idol and put it in their home, and they would worship it instead of the true God. And God would say, Son of man, talking to Ezekiel, go and tell them what's going to happen. Well, today, we have the Holy Spirit. We have him, and it says in chapter 8 of Romans, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. So now the case is closed concerning the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law. Isaiah said there was one coming, right? That would do all these wonderful things. And if you studied the Bible, you would know between Malachi and Matthew, there's about 400 years in there. There's no prophets. God doesn't speak to a son of man. So what do they do? What happens to them? Well, there's a book out there, there's several of them, it's called The History of the Jews. And if you read it, they hadn't changed in it. They were going everywhere. Nations was conquering them and taking them out of Israel, out of their home. So in Matthew, it says that Jesus came, right? Matthew is the writer that puts the Old and the New Testament together. And he was to do what? Die for our sins, right? What sins? Jesus, when he was here in the four Gospels, lived under the Old Testament law. So when did our problems start with sin? We could, if we'd lived back then, we could have what? We could have took an offering to the priest, and they would present it to God, and he would forgive our sins. And Jesus was telling in the four Gospels what was coming about God's kingdom. The kingdom of God, and that is not earth. The kingdom. He was going to set up the kingdom, and the disciples was always asking, Well, Lord, what, where is this? Wouldn't you ask the same question? I'm, I'm a Jewish guy, and I've been following the Jewish laws, and, and you're talking about some kingdom somewhere. What does that mean? 
And he would tell them. Oh, okay, okay, that's good, that's good. But you know what? He told them something one day that made the most sense of any of the scriptures in the Testament, in the first covenant and the second covenant. He says, I'm going to send. This is after the crucifixion. And he says, I'm going to send something back to you. It wasn't an angel. It was the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit of God. It was God's Spirit coming down here. And in in Acts 2, it says it filled the temple, filled the room with its presence. We sung a song here, the last song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Fill this atmosphere. They were in the upper room praying, waiting for the deliverance of the gift that God promised when he descended into heaven. And when it came, it changed people's life. If you read about Peter, Peter was kind of a guy that, uh, well, he always had a question. You know, he wasn't a doubter, I don't think. I think that belonged to Thomas. But he was always asking about things. You know, one minute he'd say, you are the Christ. And next minute Jesus said, Peter, get behind me, old Satan. Why? Well, what was happening in that man's life? That could happen in our lives. We're individuals. God knows each one of us very personally. He says in the scripture, he knows the hair on our head, male or female. It's irrelevant. He knows about us. And if we know him, we give him more than Sunday morning. We give him more than a few minutes in the Bible on whatever day. I love Bible studies. I get a, I have a lot of uh, things to say in one of them. And we got about 12 to 14 people, and you get 12 to 14 guys together. They want to talk forever. And we limit ourselves to one. One hour. That's hard to do. When Jesus came, he uh, delivered us from law, and he did it by the cross. He fulfilled the law that said when Jesus left here, it would be by the cross. He would die on the, become the supreme sacrifice. In other words, folks, there's nobody coming after Jesus Christ. There's not another Christ that's going to come. We only have one shot at this one. We can either love him, sit in his presence, study his words, eat the words, put them in your heart. And when the situation appears, the law of the land, you might call it, then the Holy Spirit, if you say, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? And folks, I don't know if you watch news. I quit watching it. I used to be a news buff. I mean, I love the news. I used to like to keep up with everything. I don't anymore. It don't make sense anymore what's going on. We're a, a country, a, a divided country uh, between this people and that people, and I don't even know what to call them. There's so many different things going on. But you know... I was reminded the other morning at breakfast, I do my 
extended prayer time at breakfast and uh, sitting there eating, talking to the Lord and, and uh, invited him in and it got pretty serious and, uh, and uh, I'm saying, Lord, the Holy Spirit nudges me sometimes to just uh, ignore what's going on around us and dedicate that time I would watch the news or spend reading the newspaper or something else and uh, just study God's Word. He says, you know, your life is in the Word. And the Holy Spirit is here to guide us. Now, the other things going on around about us, they happen, yes. There's no doubt about it. You can listen to the news in the morning and there's one, two, three drive-by shootings, found a dead body. You know, first thing I read this morning on, on the iPhone was a notification about some guy they found dead. Another homicide. People taking people's lives. I am so glad I found Jesus. Did I have rough spots? Yes, I did. There was times that uh, I'd rather do the culture things in the world than the Father Christ. And and if old Satan can. He will take those things and tempt you into picking them up and being concerned about them. What can I do to correct that? Well, the answer is you could pray more and study God's Word more. There's power in the words. Right? It'll change your daytime. It'll give you a good night's rest. I hear people say, I have a rough time sleeping. Why? Well, there's so much going on. I'm concerned about my children. Well, give them to the Lord. Let the Lord worry about it. He'll take care of them. Won't he? Won't he? Yes, he will. You know, I had a, have a young son that uh, when he was about this tall, had a bad foot. And, and uh, I was in the uh, Glad Tidings Assembly of God in Duncan, Oklahoma. And, and uh, we had a guest pre- preacher coming in and he uh, he got real excited, felt like we did here this morning, and and he was preaching about the healing, uh, God touching people and healing them, and Oral Roberts ministry and things like that, and the Holy Spirit. I, I I'm gonna say the Holy Spirit spoke to him, because if you knew Kyle, it would take the Holy Spirit to move him, even when he was that little. He was very uh, hard headed, and. Uh, but he walked up there and that preacher just stopped preaching. I mean, he didn't care if it was the end of the service or not. He, the guy said that Jesus would heal him. He's going to check it out. He walked up there and the preacher stopped. He was from Houston, Texas. And he says, uh, well, son, what is it? He said, well, you said Jesus would heal me and I got a bad foot. You see that foot? And uh, we had a special shoe on it. And the preacher said, well, Yeah. He said, well, if Jesus can heal me, then heal me. Got home, took the shoe off, throwed it away, and never wore it again. That will work for anybody. 
If you have the Holy Spirit in you and he's nudging you like he did that boy, it's going to happen. Why? Because of faith. Because I know that Jesus sent a helper back, a counselor, a companion. My son just heard it. He didn't understand it. But when they said, you can be healed, well, he had a bad foot. Why wouldn't you want to be healed? You know? So he did. I had an older son, had bad ears. We had tubes put in him, and he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and still had tubes in his ears and prayed and prayed. And Kyle says, well, I guess I'm just a favorite son. You know, as more he learned about God, you know, he says, I have favor, you know. And, of course, my oldest son is a junior. He said, and Mac would say, Kyle, just shut up. He says, I pray, I ask. He says, well, there's something missing. Faith. He didn't know he had faith when he walked up there. But when he left and threw that shoe away, he knew something took place. Isn't, isn't that way you told the little lady that pressed through the crowd with the with the Holy Spirit nudging her through there? Just let me get through that crowd. Let me get through. Let me just touch what? He doesn't need to slap me upside the head or put me oil on him or put mud in my eyes or any of that stuff. All I got to do is touch the hem of this garment. And he said, your faith did the healing. That's through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inside of us. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's That's our helper, right? If you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, something's missing in you serving the Lord. Now, I was raised Methodist. My grandpa was a Methodist preacher. Uh, Me and Ralph was talking about them brush harbors that we used to go to. His reason for going was a little different than mine. I like to take a rake with me and rake the sawdust up. You'd be surprised how much money a little poor little boy could find. But it worked. It was a blessing from God. Because it kept me in there so I could hear the word. And the seed was planted. And the old time Methodists believed like we do. They believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. You do not belong to Jesus Christ. Now you can go through the law and try to be righteous. And and try to do good. I've heard people say. Well he'd give you the shirt off his back. But does he have the Lord? Would he give the Lord the shirt off of his back? Would he let the Holy Spirit guide and direct him? Then he becomes a servant of God. He he becomes a walking testimony of who Jesus Christ is, our Savior. We're covered by his blood. When you look in the mirror, do you see the blood of Christ on you? Because if you don't, worry about the sins of the day because something's going to happen if you just take a coffee break and talk about Sam a little bit, you know, the neighbor next door to you and how mean he is. That's gossip. Gossip is wrong. The Holy Spirit says, check, check, check. Can you hear me, son? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, daughter? I want to tell you, don't. Don't. Don't talk about others unless you're talking about Jesus Christ. If you remember from the Gospels, it said the disciples gathered in a house and was praying. 
they had a visitor come in. And somebody there was, uh, I think it was Thomas, maybe. He says, I, uh, you know, I walked with him and I talked with him and he fed 5,000 here and five or 6,000 over there. and He healed these guys over here and, and over here. But I don't know about it. I seen him down the cross. I seen the, the, the spikes in his hands driven into the wood and blood running off of him. There was nothing on his body except a wrap to catch any of it. Then, then the soldiers pierced his side to hasten death. So Jesus took three things that man gave him on earth. And I, I believe, I don't know, I can't find it maybe somewhere in the scriptures. Maybe somebody can help me. I believe those are still in his body. Because Thomas says, I can't believe it's him until I touch, until I touch where they were. And Jesus said, well, touch me, Thomas. Touch me. Touch my hands. Here, put your hand in my side. I, have, I haven't even sewed it up. You, you're free to touch it. What effect would that have on you today? If you woke up one morning, walked into the living room, and most guys like a little personal time in the morning, you know, kind of get organized and get your thinking going, and there sat Jesus. Would you call 911? <laughs> a lot of people would. There's a man that's in house invasion here. Can I shoot him? Why would you want to shoot him? Well, he's kind of got some long hair, and he's got this robe on, and it's all white, and he's got a banner across it, uh, and, uh, and he's already done something wrong. He's got scars in his hands. Wait a minute. I've been studying in the Word of God about somebody like that. Is this Jesus in my house? I love him. Excuse me. Uh, the grace of Christ set aside the law so we don't have to do the traditional things, but never fear the Ten Commandments is still in force. And you know how I know? Because Paul talked about them. And Paul would not have talked about anything that was not true to what God had told him. And he used one to explain it. He used the word, the covenant, Ten Commandments. But Jesus came and the grace that God showed Israel in the Old Covenant, Jesus shows us today in the New Covenant. And that's grace. When we break the law of Christ, and they're in the New Covenant, all you need to do is go read about what he expects of you. And the greatest commandment is what? We already talked about it. Our youth pastor did this morning, Kyle. Love. When Jesus loved us so much, he laid down on the cross. They nailed his hands to the cross. 
picked him up and put him in a hole, the cross. For us, that was the supreme sacrifice. That was the grace that was coming our way at that salvation. And all we have to do is confess him as Lord and Savior, and we're saved. We have an open door to the grace that is available for our failures. And if there's a person in here that lives a perfect life, please stand up so I can talk to you after church and find out how you do it. Because I can't. And, I, and I, I studied the Word of God a lot. I've got a lot of Bibles, and they all got stickers in them on things that helped me to go back and understand God a little bit better and, and His Son, Jesus, and what it meant for them to, to, to uh, part from each other because at the cross, God the Father had to turn His head away from Jesus. Why? Because all the sins, all the sins, all the sins were on Christ. That's the ones that was yesterday and the ones that's today. And we can place that burden upon our Lord because of grace. We come to the altar. Very few churches have those places anymore, the altar. It's just a public a notification to the public that I am accepting Jesus Christ. So that you will know that I am a new man. And I have the Holy Spirit in me. And then I work towards the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And they are many. Read about them. They're in God's Word. Now you can go back to the Old Covenant. You won't, you won't find any manifestations in, in the Old Covenant. Any of them. But they are in our lifetime. And we are entitled to draw upon the Holy Spirit for guidance. Why? Because we are children of God. When, when Jesus said about sin was in the uh, sixth chapter of Romans about why should we keep on sinning because of grace. So it would be more abundant than we can sin more? No. Because when we sin, we have to do something with it, right? If you don't, it will manifest itself in your life. And everything, when, when the Holy Spirit draws you, and convicts you of what you're doing is not right and you do not respond then he's not he's not going to force you to do it but he will keep talking to you about it and he'll say you know really you know you got the grace remember grace will take care of it once you confess it and go do it again no right you don't get to do them over. No do-overs. You try and try your best to put it aside. 
And people will say, well, that's hard to do. Yes, it is. But if you've got a helper in the Holy Spirit, he can help you put those things aside. Living for Christ is a daily. It's just daily. It's, there is no getting over it. And uh, I'm sure Fran up there has probably say, Marvin, you've been all over your text today. Well, I'd like to close, give those people an opportunity that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and they don't have the Holy Spirit to help them. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, use the instrument that gets you in trouble all the time. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. When you're saved, according to John in the 20th chapter, when he was talking to the disciples, he told them a little bit about what happens when you confess your sins and are saved. Is that it, he fills you with the Holy Spirit just not the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Those things are, are there for you to study. It says in Acts 2.21, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe or if, but shall be. And then the Holy Spirit comes in. And through the Holy Spirit, He will guide, He will direct you, He will make your life awesome. And without Him, Satan will make your life awful. You can go from awful to awesome by believing in Jesus Christ. I love Him. I'm jealous of my wife. She got a head start, but I do know where she's at, and she's saving me a seat. Between her and the Lord, she's probably already talked to him about me. Says we need to keep an eye on him, because once in a while he's from Florida and Alabama, and he gets a little hard-headed and likes to argue with people but one thing I do know I do know God's word and it is salvation it's eternal life I'm going to give up this old temple and I'm going to get a new one you know nice trim and slim and and uh, I'm going to walk the streets of gold and live in a mansion and I'm going to say wow all of this was for me yes sir you know how much it cost? The blood of Jesus. Covered my sins so I can go to heaven. Because without them, I'm going to split hell right up, wide open. It's important that you have the Holy Spirit and to guide you. Not just, once, not just on Sunday morning and say, <coughs> that's your wife. Get up so we can go to church. That's, you know. Holy Spirit says, and dress in a hurry, we're late. And then when you walk into the house of prayer, isn't it awesome? 
I, I tell you, our group up here, praise and worship team, they pick some of the best songs I've ever seen. Always talking about the Lord. I found me a new station to listen to, 101.5, the gospel station. Old songs, takes me back. New songs, it takes me forward. I love listening to what the songs say about my Savior because I don't, I don't sing. I tried to one time and they give the church congregation the rest of the day off. And, uh, but I know when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing. Because gospel says there's angels circling the throne, shouting, singing, glory, 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 glory. Round every day if there's a day up there. Every, there's no darkness, so you don't have a day. It's just forever. You know, I had a wonderful friend, Walt Richmond, Holy Ghost man, taught me a lot about the Holy Spirit. And uh, he used to uh, get in the cab of my old truck and after I retired, would run around a little bit. First thing he would say is, Marvin, how is it with your soul today? And I said, Brother Walt, it's good right now, but ask me that when we get back or at the end of the day. You have challenges. I know that. I do. I have things that upset me. You know, and, and, and sometimes I uh, wonder how I'm going to get through them. And the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, well, just turn them over to God. I said, well, you don't work fast enough. I'm pretty fast myself. I can solve this without going to him. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. There's not anything in a Christian's life that they can solve that God can't do it better. And do it in his time. See, he sees tomorrow. I don't even see lunchtime, you know, or where I'm going to eat. You know, I can't even see that. God can see tomorrow, and tomorrow means the rest of my life. And someday I'm going to lay down, and uh, he can have this place. Satan can have it. You know, I know that I'm coming back, and I'm going to be with the Lord when I come back. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. And... uh, they say, well, don't you worry about the date. Or, no, I don't. When the Lord comes back, that's his business. Right? All that's my business of this arrangement is i got to stay ready. If I'm not ready, he's going to be like a fast train. He's going to pass me by. And I'm going to say, what happened? You know, I think you can get so involved in this world and, and try to be a good Christian that uh, it can take you to hell. Just try it. You know, if you don't turn your life over to God, He can't do anything with it. And I do mean your life. I don't mean eight hours of it or or 23 hours of it. I mean 24-7. And sometimes we go day in, day out, we don't even talk to Him. And the Holy Spirit is nudging you, and you just flat say, well, I don't have time right now. I've got to get this report done, or I've got to get this... Uh, job over with so I can go home today and uh, and only to find out that uh, if 
you'd got the Lord involved, it would have probably ended sooner and you'd been home sooner and in your lounge, you know, resting a little bit. But if get involved with the Holy Spirit. Don't just say, I have the Holy Spirit and let that be it. Get involved with it. So at this time, I would like everyone to stand. And elders, please come forward and pray with people that need a blessing or needs Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you and the Holy Spirit don't have a relation, this morning would be a good time to renew it. To renew the daily routine of calling upon the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you before you walk out the door of your home. Because there's no guarantee that you will come back. I remember the morning my little honey passed at 10 minutes to 9. I was sitting on the front porch doing some notes. Had no idea that the angels were already on the way. She was so sweet when she went to heaven. Made me jealous. She lived so close to the Lord, they were side by side, hand in hand, through the Holy Spirit. Folks, take this opportunity today to make a recommitment to your relationship to God, and that's through the Holy Spirit. Because I'm going to tell you, if you get into words, you'll find out your home's going to belong to somebody else in heaven if you don't get it done. Now, I know that's a little mean-sounding, but folks, the truth is the truth. And that's the truth. From Genesis to Revelations, it gives you one direction, and that's to Jesus Christ. He is the center of God's Word. He made a promise in the garden and he fulfilled the promise on Calvary. It's called death to sin. Once you put your sin to death and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's only one way to go from there and that's up.